Once again, we're in our text of the book of Romans, chapter 1. And I want to take one more lesson from this 17th verse of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, again in verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we've already looked at the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. We've seen that the revealed righteousness that we see is only in God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We looked into this righteousness of God and it was revealed last that He was revealed last week. But today our concern is the just shall live by faith. Let's consider the first part of this statement. Shall live, or the last part of this statement shall live by faith. Notice the word shall. The just shall. Not might, not maybe. Folks, when our God says shall, it means exactly that, shall. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. That means all that the Father giveth him shall come to him. That means that if you and I are in the faith, if we're in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall live by that faith. We shall live by Everything is controlled by our sovereign God. I was talking with Brother Mike out there earlier. I said I was a little disappointed, even though I shouldn't be. I really thought we were going to get some rain today. My weather app, which is all very, obviously very faulty, <laughs> and I probably should delete it and stop using it, because it seems like it's faulty a lot more nowadays than even the news on TV. But they were claiming right up till last night when I went to bed that there was going to be some rain today. And then I get up this morning, and sure enough, it looks, nope, no rain today. The Lord's in control. And that's the whole point right there, Polly Mary. Absolutely. That's the exact, that's the point right there. We live by faith that our God rules everything. He doesn't just rule the weather. He doesn't just rule this or that. He rules everything. He's sovereign over all that is. That's what the just shall live by. We walk through this valley of the shadow of death with all the things that are going around us, whether they be good or evil, and we give our Lord the glory for it. We glory in our infirmities because we know that our infirmities, our infirmities bring us to our knees to make us look to our Savior, do we not? The just shall live by faith. There is no question of this coming about. No, God's word is sure. Those who are seen as just or justified shall live by faith is what it's saying. So let's look at a few verses about the just shall live by faith. First, we must consider who are the, how, how some are just. Turn over to 2 Peter, if you would, chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. Let's consider how some, of the, some are considered to be just. 2 Peter Chapter 2, look with me if you would, beginning at verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, Noah and eight people were all that were saved. God's judgment fell on the whole world at that time. The whole world was buried in water all the way around. Water covered the whole earth. Yet Noah 
the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, was saved, and the ungodly were, were flooded upon him. Verse 6, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those making them an ensample unto those after should live ungodly. And delivered, look at here, just Lot. That's the same word. The just shall live by faith. That's the exact same word. Just Lot. Our Lord delivered just Lot, who was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. He lived among the wicked. And he accepted where he lived. Instead of leaving the place that he was in, he accepted it. In fact, if you remember right, the story tells us that when the angels came, they had to drag him out of there. They had to drag him, his two daughters, and his wife out of, the, out of Sodom and Gomorrah so they, they would not be destroyed by it. And then his wife turned around and looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. You remember the story. Lot was vexed with filthy conversation of the wicked. He was just as conversive with the wicked as the ones who were all around him. Verse 8, for that righteous man dwelleth, uh, for that for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing hearing vexed his righteous soul from the from day to day with their unlawful deeds. He was surrounded by it. And then in verse 9 we read these words: The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So we see, we see that there are some who are just and the unjust. To understand why some are called just, we must first understand something. Some are not. And we all come into this world with a natural understanding of good and evil. Yes, we got that from our, our daddy Adam and, and Eve, eating the forbidden fruit. But that's not all that we got from them. Our natural heart is enmity with the ways of God. Our Creator so the ways of God, our Creator, so naturally we are all unjust. The word just means this. It means equitable in character or act. By implication, it means innocent, holy. Or you could look at it this way as in relative in relatively, it means meet or righteous. Lot the righteous. Oh, folks, how it is to be seen as righteous in our God's eyes. There are of mankind none righteous, though, is there? None, there are none just. We have all gone our own way in the way of sin, so how can one be called just? We know that some were. So we can clearly see by the description of Lot, who is declared to be just, that some must be delivered. Now, I know you know this, but does it not bear true... Uh, to be reminded of our fleshly standing before God. To be reminded our standing now is not what it was at one time. Do we not need the reminding it is His grace in delivering us from our wickedness? We need one who is holy to be our propitiation, our, our payment, our justifier, our substitute. Look over at Acts chapter 3. We're going to look at several verses over in Acts, beginning in chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, if you would, please. One to be our justifier. In Acts chapter 3, we read in verse 12 
through 23. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people when he saw them uh, greatly wondering about the, the healing that he and John had, uh, Peter and John had done. They said, when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, he said, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this, or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? There, Peter saw himself just as you and I see ourselves. This flesh is unjust, but my spirit is just only because of the power of my Savior who is my substitute, and therefore, because he was made sin for me, I am made the righteous of him, or the just. Verse 13, The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murder to be granted unto you. Now look over at chapter 7, if you would. Acts chapter 7. We're talking about those who are unjust needing one to be our propitiation, our payment. One who is completely just. And we just saw there, this is the very one that Israel had taken and hung on a cross, who condemned him to the cross. In fact, so much so that they, let, they desired a murderer to be let go. They denied the Holy One and the just, as it read in verse 14. Over in verse 7, or chapter 7, we read these words. Chapter 7, beginning at 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before the coming of the just one of whom ye have now been uh, of you, um, whom ye have been now the betrayers and the murderers. So we see again the just one spoken of our Lord and Savior who hung on the cross. One more if you would. Turn over to chapter 22 of Acts. Acts chapter 22. Look at verses 1 through 14. Acts chapter 22 beginning at verse 1. Men and brethren, fathers, hear ye my defense. This is, this is Paul's defense. When he was brought before the, uh, uh, the, the rulers of, of, of Rome. My brother, men, brethren, fathers, hear ye my defense which I make unto you. And when they had heard that he spake in Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silence. And he said, I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city of uh, Cilicia, yet brought unto this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God, as ye all are this day. And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding the delivering into, into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest doth bear me witness, and all the estate of the elders, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring them, which were there bound unto Jerusalem, for to be punished. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh to Damascus about noon, suddenly there was shown from heaven a great light round about me. And I fell unto the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. 
And they that were with me saw indeed the light, and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me, and said, What shall I do, Lord? And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise, and go into Damascus, and there it should be told thee of all the things that are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came to Damascus. And on and one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. In the same hour I looked upon him, and he said, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will, and see that just one, the very one for whom would lay, who laid down his life for Paul, that just one, and shouldest hear his voice, the voice of his mouth. Now, turn over to Romans chapter 3, and we'll look at, uh, we'll look obviously at this in a little more detail at another time, but I want to begin Romans chapter 3, and I want to take us right on through to verse 31, beginning at verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, there is none just, that's the same word, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. How do we become this just who live by faith? Their throat, it says in verse 13, is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit and poison of asters under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Here we're talking now about the just, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, a payment, a mercy seat, through faith in His blood. What are we talking about this morning? We're talking about the just shall live by faith. I have no righteousness of my own, but I have all the righteousness I need in my Savior, Christ Jesus. Amen. Just as all of you are in that same boat. How shall the just live by faith? By faith in our Savior's blood. That our Savior's blood was the blood with the power and enough power to fulfill what needed to be done. Verse 25 again. Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare I say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and what <laughs> there is our justification the very one who is just the very one who was made to be sin that we would be made righteous that we would be would be made just in God's sight the just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is the boasting then? Verse 27. It is excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Faith in him. 
We are saved by grace through what? Through faith in our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Not of works, lest men should boast, a gift of God. I know I said that a little backwards, but I should do that for a reason. Therefore, we conclude, verse 28, that a man is justified. Here's the just. A man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the Gentile of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by the faith of uncircumcision to faith, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. We establish the law of God by our God-given walk in faith, belief in His Son, the just and the justifier. One more time, if you will, please, in Romans chapter 5. And look with me at verses 1 and 2. One more. there. Therefore, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amen. The children of God who are justified in our Savior, Christ Jesus, will live by faith, trusting not in our flesh, but only in His Word. Amen.